102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Well, it's like winter has decided to, we're going to hit now. Forget about forget about December, January, most of February. We're going to hit now. There's a winter storm watch. Uh, that's going to be in effect this afternoon uh, for Hampshire, Fra- Franklin, Berkshire, and Western Hamden County for Friday evening into Saturday evening. Going to see a couple of inches of snow and uh, wind gusts up to 45 miles an hour, which, oh, I love those. Perfect. Yeah. So last week we didn't get a chance to do Open Line Friday because, see, we were on vacation. So I would assume that after two weeks away, you folks are all prepared and ready to rip. Yep, we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that after eight o'clock. But after seven o'clock, we will talk with the man who's selling a piece of Western Massachusetts nostalgia. Uh, Chris Brunell will be uh, joining us to talk about the twenty thousand dollars sign from the Magic Lantern. And not only that, but uh, I had a nice conversation with him yesterday on the phone. Some pretty interesting history surrounding the Magic Lantern. Well, we're all going to learn something today, aren't yes, we? Yes, we are. There's that and more. It's 5.36. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.52 in The Clash with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, not too bad for most of today, but then things start to get really crappy uh, between 6 and 9 tonight. Uh, Winds picking up to 45 miles an hour. Snow. It's just going to be Armageddon. 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I hope I painted that nicely for you. No, you did. You did a beautiful job. Oh, thank you. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. And uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know where did my... Oh, I thought I had a store, main story up here, and I don't know where it is. Well, what, just just disappeared on you? I guess so. But we'll move on to the Big Lebowski instead. How about that? Sure. How close was the dude in the Big Lebowski to the real Jeff Bridges? Pretty damn close, as it turns out. He says that when he read the uh, script at first, he said, I thought the Coen brothers must have spied on me while I was in high school. Also, about half of the dude's clothes came from his own wardrobe. I think he only wore like the... It was like a bathrobe and and shorts and... Right? Uh, Jeff says he was surprised when the movie hit theaters and pretty much bombed because he thought it was going to be a hit. Obviously, it has a huge cult following now. Quote, I'm happy to be in that movie. I pretty much dug it all, man. There's an aspect of the dude I aspired to be. He's authentic. You know, right? He's a lovely cat. How many uh, Caucasians does that guy drink in a day? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Down a lot of Caucasians. That's a lot of Caucasians. Um, I don't know why I'm like I'm not able to pull this stuff up this morning. It's like very very slow when I click the uh, the story. Yeah, well, may just uh, paraphrase. Uh, Jenna Ortega, you know who she is? Uh, yes, she was on the uh, Hot Ones yesterday and had a meme worthy reaction to being asked about the New York Times guacamole recipe with peas. Ooh. Ew. She said, "Quote." F that. It's not even controversial. That's obviously incorrect, she said. You don't put peas in guacamole. God, God, no. Why would would you do such a thing? Well, because uh, the New York Times uh, 
had this guacamole recipe from 2015 that had gone viral that called for two-thirds cups of fresh peas for every three avocados that you put into the mix. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't even. I think that would like ruin the taste of it, wouldn't it? To me, peas don't have enough taste to really do anything. Yeah. I don't see the point. Uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger wants all you moms to know that you don't have to do it all your, on your own. Uh, quote, you can lean on people, you can enlist help from others, and you can be okay with that. Uh, Boy, she, she sounds like a barnacle. Two kids with Chris Pratt as well of a career of her own. So she's just trying to make sure everybody's taken care of. She sounds like someone's riding on the coattails. Uh, Tom Sizemore's family has come out and said, this is pretty much the end. We have turned to... Well, they've been saying and, that for the last couple of well, days. Well, that was the doctors, and now the family finally came out and said, uh, it's not going to be too much longer. So That's too bad. That is too bad. I mean, yeah, he led a hard life, but you still don't ever want to see somebody uh, you know, suffer at the end either. You know, you also want a level of privacy so you can you know, mourn individually as opposed to have your press agents you know, constantly talking to the press about how close... Oh, he's almost dead. Not dead yet. Come back tomorrow. Ask me again. I'll maybe tell you a different story. We'll be sending press releases when he's finally done. Uh, not everyone say they can have uh, can say they've been slapped twenty times by Emma Stone. I wouldn't mind being slapped twenty times by Emma Stone. Slapped or spanked? Uh, slapped. Mm. Yeah, there's a big difference, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Uh, Willem Dafoe can though. They're starring in an upcoming movie called And. Uh, together, and uh, there's a scene where Emma's character slaps Willems. The shot didn't require Willem to be on set, but he insisted he get slapped so it looked genuine. In a New York Times interview, Emma said, "There's an instinct. There's an in, there's this instinct to perform that many actors have, like look at me, look at me kind of performer. Willem is the complete opposite of that. Hmm. Apparently, he was always on set, even when he didn't need to be. Well, that sounds like look at me, look at look, me, look at me, yeah." You know, I uh, I probably couldn't pass for a Willem Dafoe, but I would be willing to be a body double in that situation. A Willem Dafoe. He's got a he's got a good body. That Willem Dafoe. Yeah, and I don't. It's and, the and, face that goes along with it. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying that I'd be willing to like have the camera behind my head while Emma Stone just went ballistic on my face. I thought his greatest performance. Yes, I'd like to have her go ballistic on my face too. But. Uh, or the uh, yeah. anyway, uh, yes. One of his greatest performances, uh, and I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was uh, with Platoon, Madonna, and uh, he was like, uh, it's like this whole thing where he gets involved in this these trysts with Madonna, and they're pouring hot wax all over each other. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know that. That was when Madonna was, you know. You now actually, she looks like she's made of hot wax. Yeah. You must be thinking of Body of Evidence. God, Body of Evidence. That's it. 1993 erotic thriller. Oh, yeah. That's where she really, you know, let it shine, if you know what I'm saying. I guess. Not um, so much of these days, though. Uh, this is uh, what you want from your viral marketing. Paramount hired a guy to promote Scream 6 by hanging around Sonoma Plaza in California dressed as the killer Ghostface. Well, people who didn't know he was being paid called 911, and police had to figure out what was going on. The studio chose an interesting spot, given that the scenes from the original Scream were filmed in the area back in 1996. Scream 6 hits theaters next Friday. 
I'm going to have to clear my very busy schedule. To go see Scream 6? Sure. Well, wouldn't you want to? I would have to see uh, 2 through 5. Uh, up until now, the only way to see ABBA Voyage Hologram concert was to travel to London, where they built a special 3,000-seat venue just for that show. And you still can, because it's playing there at least through the end of the year, but what's that's going to change. Universal Music Group is making plans to sh- uh, take the show around the world. Really? Yes. ABBA Voyage is a 90-minute show that encompasses the band's entire career right up into their 2021 album, Voyage. George Lucas's Industrial Light and Magic uh, used motion capture technology to create the avatars. Avatars. Avatars, yeah. Uh, yeah, I said that. I'm not really happy I said that. <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> The way but, you, look- but you didn't make it up. No, the way they look. No, somebody else did. Yeah. Uh, the way they looked back in 1979. Oh, that's got to be oh, awesome. Yeah. And uh, Kim Kardashian uh, was revealed. Uh, she's being interviewed by the FBI. Apparently, there's this guy who was, uh, you know, uh, shaking people down for money. Uh-huh. And, uh, anyway, Kim Kardashian was once given a trash bag full of $100 bills totaling $250,000. Really? She yeah. must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I received a sack that large was when Ray J let me taste the backdoor shrubbery and cockleberries in that sex <laughs> tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. Really? You don't yeah. say. Uh-huh. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that done to with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her the wind hole bang bang. Had her try out for balls in your jaws. <laughs> what are you? What are you trying to say? Well, what I'm trying to say is sometimes I can be like the little leprechaun and no one can steal my grundle charms. <laughs> None. It's like little jewelry hanging I, off. All I'm there. thinking is like lucky charms. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I'm like... There you go. Yeah, there you yeah. have it. It was like it was like just uh, as soon as that song or that little guitar riff at the end there, I'm like, oh man, it's gonna happen. Yep, and you had to wind up, and there yeah. you go. Uh, gonna see some. Uh, well, it's gonna be nice for a good part of the day, and then uh, not so nice later on today. Would you say five to seven inches? Where did you hear that? I got that from the Weather Channel. <sighs> could well, be five. Could be five to eight tonight. Yeah. And then tomorrow, when it starts turning over to uh, to rain and then back to snow again, could be an additional inch. I haven't. Uh, we should have gotten what's his name on the show this morning. Uh, Dave, Dave Hayes. Hayes. Yeah, the, the weather, weather nut. know. Yeah. Yeah, Anywho, we got a uh, we got a different weather nut coming up later. Well, uh, there's going to be some like heavy winds, which means a lot of you know could be drafty in your house. Could be, but not in mine anymore. No. Did you have something to say about that? Well, I was just going to quickly say that, uh, well, no, I, mean, I was just going to say who's coming up on the show later, but that's all right. We can, no, we can talk about that later. We can talk later. about later. Um, I had, uh, I told you about this. I had a guy come, uh, let, let me let me just rewind. I'm, I'm, I'm like a VCR. Trying to find. You're talking about technology yeah. from the 80s, dude. Yeah. No, no one even knows what a VCR is. Uh, I do. I bought one at Savers a few weeks ago for $5. We'll see how that works. But uh, back before, well, right as the pandemic was, uh, you know, everything was getting locked down, but nothing had been really shut down yet. Yeah. I had, uh, by a recommendation from some friends who had gotten this done, 
It's one of it's one of those mass save energy program. Things oh yeah, yeah, the energy where, audit. Yeah, the energy audit. They yeah. come in your house and they tell you, you know, you need this or you need that or whatever. And uh, this place, uh, American Installations, was the place that uh, was the first place that I had gone to. And you know, I just moved into the house. Obviously, needed some some things in there, so I I called this place and I said, uh, "Hey, uh." Can you can you come out to my house and do that? Yeah, sure, no problem. But then the pandemic hit, so then they couldn't come out to a house. Right. So then I had this like guy just call me and basically, oh, how many light bulbs do you have in your house? And like how many like how many shower heads do you have? And then uh, he said, uh, you know, actually, you know. You qualify for all free installation, uh, but we can't get out there because we're not allowed to go out right now. So I said, okay, well, you know, when it does, at least I'm grandfathered into this program to get this insulation or whatever. By the way, who counts all the light bulbs in their house? Well, I couldn't tell you. Because they send you new ones. So I had to go around the whole house and, like, check everything out. You did a full light bulb inventory? A full light bulb inventory. Good and for then, you. And uh, then three months later, a big box shows up with all the light bulbs and the shower heads and all this other stuff. Uh, but never, uh, I tried to contact that company several more times, even after restrictions were lifted, and no one has contacted me back. Huh. Well, yeah, that's all about. Seems, I could be a little shady that's all i'm saying well i mean i would think that if they haven't called you back after all this time yeah. that's uh that's something to be uh that's a red flag so then i'm uh i'm uh, up in uh, northampton back in december i think and uh i see this uh this another one of these things and now i qualify again because it's been you know three years since i had the assessment done so i sign up as a different company because i made sure it wasn't the same company and it was this place called Homeworks or something. Okay. Right? So uh, this guy comes out back in January, goes through the whole house and tells me, hey, listen, you got all these, uh, you're going to need uh, insulation in your attic and your basement and like all of these, you know, things. Did you not have some? Huh? Did you not have insulation? I had insulation, but it was just old. Like, ah. I guess, I don't know. I guess just like anything else, doesn't it like stop being effective after a while i, I don't know yeah i mean there's new materials yeah. well they came in they blew stuff into my attic and they uh, put stuff in my right whatever and then so the first day the guy was there he comes and says to me in the afternoon he goes uh yeah well anyway i agreed on a price you know it, it was like two grand right to get all of this stuff put in the house in the basement and all this other stuff okay Something I need because I want to save money on heating costs and all that stuff eventually. So you, sometimes you got to, you know, save money, money to, to save money. Uh, so uh, they had made the assessment and all that stuff back in January. I put a deposit down. Then this guy comes in and, uh, you know, pretty much halfway through the day, more than halfway through the day, you know, uh, everything's looking good except. Oh, you know, boy. And, then, and then because. Somebody had put an addition onto my house years ago. Mm-hmm. Whatever, there must be like space in between the floorboards, and I don't know. It was something he was saying, and it was going to cost like hundreds of dollars more. And I said, you know what? Don't no. I said, I'm thinking to my. I I didn't say it to them, but I was thinking to myself, you should have caught that when the guy came and assessed the place. If you, I mean, I get it that you run into things that are unexpected, mm-hmm. but honestly, you really should have 
discovered that before you. Well, I don't want to cast a, a besmirching on the entire uh, entire industry, yeah. but uh, sometimes you wonder whether they give you a price knowing they're going to have to charge you more as an upsell. Well, I like said. Like it's a way of making additional money off of a guy who's willing to drop two grand well, on blowing cellulose on his walls. Listen, I'm a budgeting guy. You know what I mean? Like, I set a budget for this thing. I'm mm-hmm. not going over the budget. This is how much I budgeted for because this is the price that you told me it was going to be. Right. I'm not budging on that. Sorry. Well, you know, he's like, well, you know, it's, uh, listen, <laughs> I'll get somebody else in who knows what they're doing then if you don't know what, if you didn't know I, that that was there. So you said, so you said no to the guy. Said no. Then we go uh, yesterday. Now, mind you, the price is still going to be the same, whatever the you know whatever the final number was on that thing. When he comes in, he says, uh, "Yeah, well, uh, there was a uh, two hundred. Uh, we estimated for two hundred feet of this stuff that they pump in, and there was actually two hundred and thirty feet. So that's going to be like an extra, you know." Yeah, he right. starts like saying numbers and stuff. And I said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." I said, "No." I said, "I'm paying the price that's on the original agreement." And he goes. Okay, I guess we'll just comp it then. And I said, w- "What? <laughs> you you were willing to rake yeah. me over the coals uh, five seconds and ago?" I, and I said to him, and I said, "Wait a second. If I had said yes, you would have just taken my money, but now you're going to comp it." <laughs> and then he mu- like he it was one of those things where he, like he looks like he got caught saying something that he shouldn't have said. Yeah. And then he went, "Oh, it's comped." Like like that was it, and then he just walked away, went back downstairs into the basement to do whatever he was doing. Down right, there. and uh, I'm just like, what what kind of? Can you not hire anybody anymore for these places that try to upsell you on stuff? Like that was clearly trying to trick somebody into paying money for something. Well, especially that- since it took them all like you know 1.3 seconds to comp you. Right. As opposed yeah. to saying, well, I'll have to check the Yeah, I'll have to talk to my supervisor or, or whatever like yeah. that. Yeah. That was like the guy that came to my house last year trying to sell me those stupid covers that go over your gutters, and he wanted like five grand. And then he goes, what if we put a sign in your yard, it goes down to three grand. And I'm like, really? That's some really hard-hitting advertising with that sign on my front lawn. Nice to know this is such yeah. a fixed cost for everybody involved. Yeah, and then that was the guy who also told me, hey, we can knock it down to 1900 because we have a job nearby tomorrow. And I go, where's nearby? And he goes, Cheshire. And I'm like, dude, get yourself a map. <laughs> it's about an hour away from where we are right here. So I just I, I I'm just tired of like 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 and this com- these are companies that are sponsored by this program through the state yeah but it's like how much of it is uh, like is it one of these because I I've never heard of this place up until the time that I'm getting this assessment done sure how long have these places been in business for I don't think they've been business very long well I mean some some have but you know when um, <laughs> When they, when they are taking a, a job and uh, all of a sudden inflating the price because yeah. well you know the, the extra thirty yeah you know that's that's some shady garbage that right is there. shady garbage it's real there shady because if you're the person coming to assess everything you should know how many feet that takes to put in yeah 
it's not but, like now, there's any hidden spots in there. Here's here's the thing. Let's say they get to the two thousand square feet of yeah. of cellulose that they yeah. that they blow in, and there's another thirty feet of cellulose that they have. They could say, well, you know, would you want us to just do this for an extra ninety bucks? That would be fine. But then to give you an invoice yeah. for something that you didn't agree to, yeah, that's just wrong. Think about how many people get faced with the same exact thing and they don't do what you do and they don't hold firm to their price. It's got to happen all the time. A lot of yeah. people don't want to go through the through the hassle of arguing with a guy. Well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, a lot of people would have said, well, man, I really should get that done. Yeah, go ahead and do that $500 extra work. Yeah. Like, what's he going to do? Take the cellulose out of your house? He's already blown it in. Well, that was for that second incident. I, the, the other incident was this thing where they didn't know, you know, when they pulled up a floorboard, they realized there was a two-foot gap or something, and that was going to cost more money, and I said no. Right. The second time, that was the extra soyos they had already put in. Well, guess what? It's mine now. <laughs> Probably cost five bucks. Of course it yeah, does. Yeah. <laughs> it's 622 with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. Son. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 627, and the Alban Brothers with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be not too bad today until tonight uh, with a high of 42, and then we're going to see some uh, snow showers move in with a, good to see, what would you say, five to seven inches? Five to eight. Five to eight yeah, inches. Yeah, I'm not sure how if I uh, might buy that. But, but uh, and winds up to 45 mile an hour gusts. Well, that's not a big deal. So yesterday you and I were talking about the uh, the sign outside the Magic Lantern. Yes. And uh, we're going to be talking to the guy who uh, who currently owns the Magic Lantern and was selling the sign on Facebook Marketplace for $20,000. Mm-hmm. The sign has been sold. Well. According to Facebook Marketplace, and I, you know, I looked at it today because I was you know thinking, you know, making a bid or at least, you know, a good offer. And uh, it's been sold. Maybe a trucking company bought it, and they'll bring it down to the Mayflower Marathon when we do our food drive next year. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Then why MGM not? would love to yeah. have that right there yeah. on the uh, uh-huh. on the campus. It says lounge. Uh, yeah. Cocktails. It's, bar. It's, it's glitzy. It's yeah. glamorous. It's uh, got all those things that may, that uh, MGM would want. Well, they just don't have the exotic dancers yet. That's no, all. they do not. Yeah. Well, they they don't. Let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. Can I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So, uh, my girlfriend tried to make me have sex on the hood of her Honda Civic. Really? But I refused. You know why? Why? Because if I'm going to have sex, it's going to be on my own accord. Get it? The accord is a Honda. Honda Civic, I get it. I get it. Back. 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, there will be a uh, winter storm warning in effect uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, as you said, five to seven inches. I'm not making these numbers up. No, but wind gust as high as 40 miles an hour. That's yes. going to be the thing that, uh, you know, makes the snow blinding to drive in. The blizzard-like condition. Which is a, a good reason to maybe not go out tonight. Nah, good night to stay at home. Stay in. Stay in. Um, 
Well, I was going to say something about that. Now I can't remember. Oh, yeah, there was a, they're, they're already in East Hampton is issuing a parking ban ahead of the storm. I'm just trying to tell people this because uh, I, I didn't get any joy of seeing that line of uh, tow trucks out on Long Hill Street picking up all those cars the other day. Because there really was no other place for them to go. Would you have uh, gotten a little bit of joy if those were uh, cars in, say, like Longmeadow? Yeah, yeah, that probably would have been... Uh, Certain sections been. of uh, Wilbraham? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hamden. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> most... Nobody doesn't... There's no, there's no street parking in Hamden. Yeah. With snow on the way, a parking ban has been set in place for East Hampton starting uh, today at 10 p.m. Tonight, anyway. Uh, no on-street parking will be allowed. That will run until 7 a.m. on Sunday. And then the East Hampton police says those who violate the ban could be ticketed and towed. It's likely that snow arrives after 6 p.m. today and starts uh, as snow for everyone. The snow will transition to a wintry mix of snow and sleet Friday night and into the day on Saturday. Which sounds just like a lovely day. Sounds terrible is what it does. Ah, what are you talking Thankfully, about? I had very, uh, very little plan, uh, plan for this weekend. The uh, city of Springfield uh, Department of Public Works is reminding residents to properly dispose of medical waste after alarms were triggered at the F&G Waste Transfer Station. Hey, I don't think you have to swear about it. It's F&G. Hey, hey, watch your mouth. Waste Transfer Station in Agawam due to radioactive substances. The DPW states the short-lived radioactive substances of medical origin were collected uh, the last three days in the Route 3 area as pictured below. I don't know what, <laughs> like, they're showing a map that says three, mm-hmm. but I'm trying, I don't even know where these streets are. But anyway, uh, what was in the trash? An example of medical waste include byproducts from patients who receive radiation treatments. Radioisotopes have a half-life of 65 days and are disposed into undergarments such as diaper or bloody materials. An additional uh, example includes animal waste disposed of in the trash for pets that are receiving cancer or tumor treatments. That will cause radiation alarms at the transfer station, too. Hmm. I didn't realize they had radiation alarms there. I had no idea. You think every time the trash gets picked up from Dom Sarno's house, the the radioactive uh, spit that he put in his trash can (laughs) is making the alarms? And they're like, oh, yeah. We know that's the powerful one. That came from Dom Dom's house. Yeah, He's the only human being that can't. That can't be poisoned by radiation. It just bounces off his chest and the, hair. The uh, Here's something interesting. The city of Springfield pays $2,000 every time that alarm sounds, and three contaminated trash loads from radioactive kitty litter cut cat waste cost the city of Springfield an additional $6,000. Can I ask a question? Yeah. This is going to sound uh, <laughs> weird to ask, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. If your cat is dumping radioactive material in its cat box... Shouldn't you see a vet for your cat? Well, uh, is it the radioactive kitty litter cat waste? So it's the kitty litter that's doing it. Okay, okay. Uh, I've had cats. Cat boxes are something awful. Mm-hmm. I'll be the first to admit. The grossest thing in the, in the entire planet. But if it's radioactive, there's probably something wrong with the cat, too. It's, it, it can't just be... It can't just be the uh, the litter. Otherwise, that cat would be spraying its radioactivity all over the house. Yeah. I don't know, man. I uh, I would never get a cat, so I don't have to worry about any of this stuff. <sighs> I, I, I live with a guy who had a cat. Yeah. 
and he uh, he would never change the box. Oh yeah. Until I finally told him, dude, you need to change the box. Oh, I know. And then he uh, proceeded to then. Now he had his own master bedroom with his own bathroom in it. Yeah. Yet he decided for the rest of the roommates in there that he would wash that bin out in the bathtub shower that we all used. Uh, to which yeah. we had to tell him, no, you can't do that. Uh, long story short, he wound up dumping the cat litter out in the woods and then uh, getting a whole new box because it was that disgusting. Jesus. It was that bad. How how frequently did he change the box? Well, this was probably when 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 I finally said something like I, I was making little hints yeah. leading up, like, hey, maybe that cat and box needs to be changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get to it. Then, like a month, they were like a month into it. And it's, it was down in the basement where nobody really was, but then it started to, the smell started to come up the stairs. Yeah. And I said, now it's time for you to change the cat box. And that's when we went through the whole yeah, I, I, process listen, if, of him if, trying to wash it out in the bathtub. If I never have to change a cat box for the rest of my life, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. I don't mind cats, but man, those boxes are awful. Uh, there's and only, I had no idea there was a cause of radioactivity. There's only two weeks left for the winner to claim a $100,000 MASH cash prize that was sold nearly a year ago. The winner was sold at the Star Market located on Providence Highway in Dedham. The winning numbers are 3, 10, 11, 18, and 22. So if you were out in Dedham a year ago, right, you might want to check your MASH cash tickets. I mean, I, you know, I mean, you have a year to claim them, right? It's, it's just a year. Yeah, just a year. Hmm. And uh, a woman from Bo- from East Boston is the $1 million winner in the Massachusetts State Lottery's first $50 scratch ticket. She won how much? A uh, million dollars, which is seemingly low for a $50 ticket. I guess that, well, must, that must be like the secondary prize. I don't think she won the top prize. The top prize... Listen, I would take that secondary yeah. prize. I mean, that's uh, that's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, according to the Mass Lottery website, Jerry Rodriguez Tamak of East Boston has claimed the first $1 million prize before taxes uh, on the instant ticket game. J- Jerry chose the cash option on her prize and received a one-time payment of $650,000 before taxes. You still got to pay taxes on that. That's outrageous. How much for this pack of gum? 79 cents. That's outrageous. That is outrageous. Yeah, the winning ticket was sold at Neptune Liquors uh, somewhere no near, nowhere near here. <laughs> $50, man. I, you know, I listen, I that's a lot to spend on a single scratch ticket. It is, but I don't think it's any different than going to a casino and spending money at a at a um at a slot machine. Uh, true. Although, you know, $50 can evaporate pretty quickly in both situations. Well, I mean, you could go, if you went and played like a, like a slot machine at the casino, you know, yes, they're labeled as penny machines, but you're betting anywhere from five to $10 at a time. It's the only way to make the real money. Yeah. So five pulls at $10, your 50 bucks has gone faster than it would be to scratch that scratch ticket. You know, you bring up uh, a good point, I believe. So I guess it's, uh, but it, but it does seem a little. They were. Cr- I thought the lottery was crying that they weren't making any money a few months ago, and then all of a sudden they come out with this story the other day. Hey, we're uh, like fifteen million no. more than we were last year. No, they're making they're making money. They just may not be making the amount of money they want to be making. 
Yeah. That's, you know, and that's why they introduced the $50 ticket, assuming that everyone's going to go rush out to their local convenience store to buy one. I think it's one of those things you should, uh, you know, pool. <laughs> like, you want to go in on a $50 scratch ticket with me? You know, what's, uh, what's weird is the $50 scratch ticket gets introduced at a time when gas prices were kind of high. So I've already spent $50 on gas to get a, like a half a tank to fill my car. I'm not sure I want to go and spend another $50 on a scratch ticket. Yeah, I don't know if I want to. Yeah, you know, because I've already, now I'm down 100 bucks, and the chances of me winning are not super. So that's 100 bucks out the door. But it's still a chance, Bex. I suppose. A 34-year-old fugitive in Florida named Wyatt Guy was captured after he drew attention to himself by sending literal smoke signals to the authorities. Wyatt was doing yard work on Monday afternoon. He had gotten a notice from code enforcement saying that he'd have to clean up his property. He set up a, quote, small fire in a pit to burn some junk, but it got out of hand. The fire jumped to a boat on his property and then to his house, which became engulfed in flames. That's like one of those cartoons that you see. Yeah, it is. The uh, police and fire department showed up, and that's when Wyatt ran into the house to avoid them. He was wanted for violating his probations on several felony charges, including burglary, and didn't want to be taken to jail. He uh, locked himself in the burning house for about 10 minutes. <laughs> he then ran out and was caught. He tried to lie his way out of trouble, like claiming his name was Dylan, and he wasn't running from the cops. I was just trying to save my dogs. Uh -huh. He didn't buy any of that. He was still arrested. He's now facing multiple charges, but he will not be charged with giving a false name. It's unclear why he caught a break there. Probably because they had enough stuff to say, hey, you know what? <laughs> Listen, many yeah. of these other charges are going to stick. I don't know if we need to yeah. get everything involved. We don't need to. Yeah, well, that's what they usually do. Like when you see like an arrest for a DUI or something, it's like marking all these things. Well, this guy had an open container of booze. He had, you know, cocaine on the uh, the dashboard. Mm -hmm. Like some people might have uh, done back I in don't, Ludlow. Don't know what you're talking about. And uh, you know, and then they throw in. Yeah, and he wasn't wearing a seatbelt either. Like, that was the most dangerous thing this guy was doing. <laughs> Driving drunk down the street. Like, so what if he's not strapped in? Yeah, but this guy yeah. wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, there's going to be a winter storm warning in effect tonight starting at 7 p.m. Snow starts after around uh, 6 p.m. tonight. Could see 5 to 7 inches possible, but the wind, that's going to be the big thing. Gusts up to 40 miles per hour. So hang on to your hats. It's 28 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. GG's 49 and Bad Company with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, well, we just talked about the weather. We're going to see some significant snowfall tonight and some heavy winds. Wind gusts up to 45 miles per hour on top of the snow, so that'll make for a nice little nice little mixture of stuff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even shovel the last time it it, it snowed. I just it let it melt, and of course now it's all gone, and it's I had to shovel fine. a walkway. That was about well, and I had to have a guy plow. Yeah, uh, and I, I didn't, I didn't uh, we didn't shovel any of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, check out the daily podcast on uh, Rock One Hundred Two dot com. You ever miss the Bax and Nagel show? Not a big deal. Just go on the uh, on the uh, the website or Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, and 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 listen to it like it's happening like live any time of day. Also, Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week has been Go Go's drummer Gina Shock. The very cool interview. And then next week I'll be talking to Ben Christo from the band uh, Sisters of Mercy. That's Monday 
on rock102.com. Isn't that that uh, stuff you use for shortening? No, 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 Steve. That's Crisco. No, no, no. That's the uh, the song from the 1970s about that kid. No, 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 Steve. That's the Cisco kid. I think you're thinking of the artist that wraps things up in, in fabric. Um, no, that's Christo. No, 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 Steve. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know what? We need to do that more often to get better at it. Yeah, I know. We're what so out of we practice. We haven't done it in such a long time. We're so out of practice. Yeah, we gotta let's continue to do that. Yeah, no, we should Make definitely do that, that. A point. Anyway, uh, next hour we're going to be talking to Chris Burnell. Chris is the current owner of the uh, the Magic Lantern in uh, Palmer or Munson. Yeah, somewhere one of those two. Anyway, uh, yesterday we reported that the sign. Is being sold twenty thousand dollars. You know they're closing the club down, yep. or the club is closed. Uh, it sold yesterday, and ironically enough, after we reported on it, everybody else reported on it. Mass Live, well, so twenty two, yeah, Western uh, Mass News. Uh, Chris was telling me he's like, all of a sudden the phone starts ringing. See, we we are the leaders in in getting information. Oh yeah, we that. broke that story. Well, because is I don't even remember somebody sent it to me the other day, and then I I started forwarding it on to people, and then uh, I would like to consider this show, the Bax and Nagel show, to be the we were the pioneers in pushing that story forth. Mm. Yes, isn't I it funny agree. how we talk about stuff sometimes, and then all of a sudden everybody's talking about it? We're trendsetters. It's it's almost as if yeah. uh, the news stations are yeah. waiting around for us to speak. We should start our own radio prep service and tell everybody <laughs> what's uh, what, what's the hot ticket right now. <laughs> It'll never take. It'll never happen. Yeah. Also, uh, open line. So we'll be talking to uh, to Chris Burnell after seven o'clock, and then after eight o'clock this morning, it's open line Friday. Oh, I love that's my favorite uh, my favorite thing. It is. Yeah, open line Friday. All right. Um. There was a photo on social media uh, that went viral earlier this week where a man was eating an entire rack of ribs on an airplane. He had apparently brought them on to the airplane with him. Okay. That I- led to a lot of discussion, both about like you know being considerate to others and about whether you'd even want to eat certain foods on an airplane, considering the tight space, the messiness. You know. Well, why would it be inconsiderate? Because you don't have enough ribs for everybody on the flight. No, it's inconsiderate because anything that's, well, maybe the ribs might not smell. I remember getting on a plane one time, and it was it was coming back from Florida. This was years ago. Yeah. And there was some storms out there, so then the, even though the plane was taxiing, couldn't take off because there was severe, th- all of a sudden, this severe lightning storm moved in. So then we're like sitting on this tarmac for a good probably 45 minutes. Yeah. But in that time, there was a man who pulls out. He obviously brought his own food with him. And it was very heavily uh, spiced with curry. Oh, Indian food. Yeah, sure. It was, And I don't have a problem with Indian food, but the smell in an, entite, in an enclosed space when there's not much airflow going on. This, that's that's rude to See, do to people. I, I can understand that. Like if you were gonna have like a like eat like a, like clam strips on a on a yeah. flight, that might offend a couple of people. Although I don't know why, because clam strips are delicious. But I can understand that something stinky might not go well. But who doesn't love the smell of uh, smoky, delicious, succulent ribs? Well, 
I mean, I do. I do, too. I don't too. know, like, again, you're talking about stale air that you're kind of breathing around. Everybody's breathing. You're in a very tight space. Yeah. It's everybody else's breath that you're breathing in on top of a barbecue rib. Listen. Have you smelled people on a plane before? Yes, that's it's what I'm talking about. The actual, like the actual smell of human beings. Yeah, all tied up together. It seems to me ribs or even old fish or curry oh. is a step up. BuzzFeed asked people about 32 ridiculous foods and asked them to vote on whether or not they'd want to eat them on a plane. The ones that the most people would not want to eat are pretty absurd. 96 percent of uh, people would not eat crawfish boil on a plane. Oh, I would. Ninety-five percent wouldn't do oysters. Well, I mean, you'd have a hard time getting you know getting the oysters on the plane. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you put them on the on the bed of ice, you know, and you have to have all those lemons and you know wedges and everything. Well, I mean, you could essentially get that item from like a restaurant at the airport, possibly. You know, there's that seafood restaurant inside the uh, the terminal down in uh, Hartford. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so you could essentially bring oysters on. I don't know if you'd want yeah, to. Yeah, I don't. I, I probably I probably would try to uh, to kill the oysters before they started uh, boarding the plane. And ninety percent of people could not fully enjoy a quote large bowl of beans on an airplane. Why not? I don't know. Seventy seven percent would not eat ribs, no matter how many wet naps you have. But more people said no to egg salad. Egg salad is delicious. Uh, any kind of hard-boiled egg. Again, it's the smell of that. You know what it is? It's not even the smell. It, it's it's the, it's people's preconceived notion. An entire rotisserie chicken. I would love to eat a rotisserie chicken on a flight. On an airplane? Yeah, why not? Sloppy Joe's. Eh, that might be a little sloppy. but Cor- do- Corn on the cob on an airplane. See, that would be something... <laughs> There was a. I remember years ago when I was working at that uh, that train yard, the Choo Choo Yard. Yeah. And uh, they would have these truck drivers come in. You know, most of the time they were like local guys, but every once in a while you'd get one of these like guys. I just drove all night from Chicago to make sure this thing gets here or whatever. So th- this guy comes in, uh, and I don't know what cultural background he was from, but obviously it was the cultural background that. Allows people to eat tomatoes like an apple. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. There's something weird about that. This guy comes in and he's like, you know, giving me his information. And while he's doing that, in between sentences, he's just taking a big chomp of a into t- tomato, which you can do. It's just not normal. It's just not usually, something uh, everybody does. Slice the tomato yeah. before you start chowing into yeah. it. Yeah, but that would be similar to that by <laughs> taking a big cob of corn and just eating it uh, uh, on the plane. Yeah, but who doesn't love corn? Really? I mean, honestly. I love corn. I love a good cob of corn. And uh, others that a majority of people would bring onto a plane, an entire pizza. You'd have to have enough people with you in order to to constitute a pizza. Yeah, I mean, unless it's a small, unless it's like a small pie. Yeah, if you ordered a large pizza, you'd have to have like your family of six with you in order for everybody to share the pizza. Right. Uh, the what about th- a bucket of pasta? Say from like uh, like typical up here in uh, in East Long Meadow. See, that would be kind of cool. Have a bucket of pasta going. Just, like, yeah. say, say for example, it's like a, a long international flight. Uh, people would eat sushi on a plane. I would nachos. A plate of fried chicken. 
I would put that along the lines of the rotisserie chicken. You're not going to eat like a whole thing of fried chicken on a plane. The hell you wouldn't. A meatball sub. Yeah, that's a little sloppy. But and I would a, do it. And a pomegranate. That would be messy anywhere, no matter where you open that thing, because all those little all those little pom- seeds fall out and everything. Seeds and, yeah, interesting. Interesting. Six fifty nine with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get instant savings with your Rocky's Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, the NFL scouting combine has been going on all week with teams assessing young talent, making them go through a battery of exhaustive drills and psychological testing because, after all, you want to make sure you're not drafting a young man who A, stinks, or B, is a disturbing menace to society. As a young prospect looking to improve my position in the draft, I would want to do whatever I could to put my best foot forward and make the best possible impression on everybody. Otherwise, what's even the point of showing up? Which brings me to offering the following piece of advice. If you're like going to make a good impression at the Combine, all you have to do is follow three, three simple steps. One, run quickly. Two, make sure you stretch. And three, don't do anything stupid like get yourself arrested. Too bad that nobody bothered to provide that sort of advice to Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter, who returned to the Combine just one day after being arrested and charged with reckless driving after he was involved in a fatal accident while racing in his vehicle against uh, his fellow teammate, Devin Wilcock, who uh, died in the uh, the accident, and recruiting staffer Chandler LaCroix. If Jalen Carter is found guilty, he could face up to a year in jail, which is exactly the sort of thing that NFL scouts are not really looking for. Listen, this is a tragic situation no matter how you look at it. Yes, Jalen Carter is a top prospect, but as of 48 hours ago, he was expected to go pretty high in the draft. But when your entire life is ahead of you, now would be the very worst time to find yourself acting like a reckless idiot. In fact, the the fact that you showed up at the Combine despite being arrested in an incident that resulted in a couple of fatalities suggests to me that you might not fully understand the breadth of the situation. If I'm looking to draft a guy, I'm probably not going to pick the idiot whose negligence may have led up to a couple of people getting killed. Because at the end of the day, there's always somebody else you can pick. And that might not be you. But hey, and if my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Walk into the South Hadley Rockies and what do you see? You see the, sni- the smile on the face of Nicole, who is ready to help you. Sometimes she's at the register, other times in the tool department. Nicole does a little bit of everything at the South Hadley Rockies. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Back down. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to see uh, some winter weather uh, tonight uh, starting uh, after 7 p.m. as a winter storm warning will be in effect until tomorrow. Going to see sleet and freezing rain. Could see 5 to 7 inches possible depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley. And a high of 42 today, 36 for a high tomorrow. It's 28 in downtown Springfield. You know, I know oftentimes uh, driving up and down Route 20, you know, uh, on a bad snow day yeah. or in a rainstorm and, you know, maybe visibility isn't all that great. But the one thing you could always count on at Route 20 was the bright, shining, inviting sign of the magic lantern. The beacon of hope. You're absolutely right, Steve. Yeah. On the uh, the phone with us, the, uh, the owner of the magic lantern who uh, has just sold the, uh, the sign that stood outside that place for years. It's uh, Chris Burnell. Good morning, Chris. How are you? 
Good morning, my neighbors. Hey, uh, so so Chris, tell us. Uh, let's go into a little bit of history of the Magic Lantern. Now, you uh, you purchased hey, listen, this r- what? R- before you guys get started yeah. with interrogation here. I got to change my phone off. Why? After you guys reported this, Jesus, everybody started calling. Well, because uh, I, you know what, I will reveal who gave me your number after the after the interview's over, if you want. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we listen. We we're not giving yeah. out phone numbers. Yeah, we, we're not- we, we we we're mesmerized by this whole story. The fact that uh, one, the, the club is uh, is shut down, and then two, uh, the sign which uh, we announced yesterday was for uh, for sale yeah. has now been sold, which is incredible. Yes, sir. Unbelievable. Yes, sir. So, so do you do you know who bought it? Like, I mean, do you is it like a like a prominent person? Can we say who bought it? It's not a prominent person. It's actually a contractor that's converting uh, the club into Days Cannabis. Okay, that uh, okay. contractor is going to take the sign apart and use it um, inside as some sorts of memorabilia to keep certain parts of it. Yeah, that's uh, that's great that you know the sign will be preserved, uh, you know, in in one aspect or another. But I was just uh, talking to Bax off the air. I mean, that that is like the iconic thing that you like if you were coming from Springfield through Wilbraham, you knew you were almost at Kmart when you saw the Magic Lantern sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah. Kmart's gone and. The- the Magic Lantern sign still there. Yeah. Now, uh, this is uh, Chris Brunell, the owner of the uh, the Magic Lantern. Just so we uh, we understand what's what's gone on here. Uh, you you purchased the club, uh, I believe it was 2019, right? Yes, sir. And uh, you know you're getting ready to to open it, and all of a sudden, boom, COVID hits, and uh, there's no there's no grand opening. T- tell me about uh, about what that was all about, and 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 what happened. So you want me to relive my PTSD? Yeah, what? yeah. If we could pick up some old scabs, yeah. Chris, that would be great. Yeah, well, well, you're gonna <laughs> rip it right off now. So, so yeah, the the club gets bought, it gets renovated for three months, and it turns into you know almost like a you'd see something more in a a major city type of thing, okay. right? And um, so it didn't have its same look as it before, and we opened on a Thursday, kind of like a friend's you know, a friends and family type of thing. So that was Thursday. And on Tuesday morning, the People's Republic of Massachusetts declared martial law against restaurants, and they closed everything down. And because the Magic Lantern technically was a restaurant or an adult entertainment license, uh, we got the shaft as well. Okay. Okay. All right. And, and so, to go on. So when the Grand Poobah decides to start to let restaurants reopen, because we had a restaurant license, we were allowed to reopen. Uh, what that did is it made us a dartboard because now we're the only place open in the whole state, and not only in our state, Rhode Island and Connecticut. So the, we had people coming from everywhere. The the only gentleman's club open in the state, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. So, uh, so now, what uh, what led up to you closing it? Well, within an eighteen month period, I believe the number was I think there were eighty nine arrests within one mile of the Magic Lantern. So, for various traffic things, uh, OUI, 
expired stickers. So, I mean, the place was really just targeted. I mean, we were really the only one. So, obviously, all the people were coming there. And, you know, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. So, right. at the end of it, it's just the risk far outweighed any reward. Um, and we decided to move on. And early on, the owner of the property decided he wanted to try to just sell the whole property. And hence, um, they were approached by a cannabis company, Dazed and Holyoke. And they worked out a lease agreement, and that's what it's being renovated into. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Now, uh, as part of the uh, uh, of the transfer of, uh, of ownership of this, uh, of this building, uh, the sign was now for sale, and it, and the uh, the asking price was twenty thousand dollars. When it was sold uh, yesterday, did you did you get the asking price, or was there like a or or was there like a bidding war in this thing? Well, no, really. Um, once it once you guys announced it, and I got a phone call about it, and I started listening to the radio. My marketplace went insane. Yeah, you know, I thought Zuckerberg was person going to call me. Yeah, and say what's going on over here. Right. So he didn't call me, but like I was getting really weird stuff. Like I left my ID there. Can I still get it? You know, my shoes were in my locker. I think they're still there. You know. You know, a lot of people were asking for like memorabilia stuff, which was fun. A lot of stuff yeah. we talked about were funny stories, like people like having fun there. There's, there were a lot of good friendships that came out of there and a lot of great customers, a lot of good memories and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but the marketplace, I just died. This just shut down. Cause it was getting, it was just getting ridiculous. Right. But long story short, the contractor, he reached out to me and just said that they'd like to take it apart and use it as part of the nostalgia inside the building. For example, at when they renovated the main stage is still staying with the main pole. It's kind of like the focal point in the dispensary. Like people that, have to walk around that. Okay, shop. that's cool. That, that, is, that a cool is pretty cool. Concept to yeah. do. Yeah, so it's a, a their dispensary concept. From what I'm told, it's a lot different. Um, they do a lot of promotional stuff. Like you're going to see DJs pop in there because they're keeping the DJ booth. Right. There's still going to be guest DJs that come in and you know rock it out. Uh, they do have an 11 p.m. dispensary license. So I guess that's a little bit different because typically most dispensaries are only allowed to stay open until 8 p.m. Yeah. Um, you know, so it went from a place of TNA to now butt and butts. Yeah, yeah, butt and butts. <laughs> well, you heard it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I always said, uh, like, for that club castaway, they want to do that up there, uh, up in uh, Waitley. I, I would say, uh, uh, stank and dank. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Warning, so, warning. so Chris, <laughs> you and I, you and I were, were talking uh, yesterday, uh, you know, in preparation for this interview, and you were giving me a little bit of yeah. history of the Magic Land. So, the, originally, that yeah. building—what year was that built? That that building. I think originally, I was told parts of it were built in the '40s or '50s, and then uh-huh. there was additions. And at one point, um, you know, kudos to the Pesolano family. Uh, their their family members, uh, particularly Mark and Peter Pesolano, their grandmother, kind of like she put this together and she ran a business out of there with their grandfather. Um, eventually, their father uh, took it over, yeah. and then they took it over. And I believe the late eighties, that Mark and Peter took it over in the late eighties. So there's been a lot of history there. But originally, but it originally it was, started off yeah. as a dinner and a show. And that's when they had Rodney Dangerfield there. He performed. That's so awesome. That had to be in the, the 60s. Yeah. 
So they had photos of um, the Pestalanos had all sorts of old photos of um, former uh, Boston Bruins players. Um, the Stanley Cup got passed around there once. People were drinking out of it. Yeah. Um, the, the furry Stanley Cup or just the no, Stanley no, the Cup? real Stanley yeah, no, no, Cup? Yeah, the, the real one that yeah. the one that got dented by Grunt. That one. Yeah. Ah, there you go. How many people put their lips to that thing? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, so so you know a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, one little funny story was during COVID. You know. You know, the NFL started back up and players had to opt in. And if they opted in, they had to conform to all the the rules regarding COVID. And so this NFL player, this former Patriot, comes in there one day. And, you know, he's just having a good time, you know. Yeah. And, you know, like any, any righteous NFL guy should do, he's asked for, you know, autograph or whatever selfie. So out front, he takes a selfie. Well, unbeknownst to him, guess what was in the background? The famous sign. All right. That's awesome. No, not so, not so, <laughs> not so good for him. Well, so he's anyway, just, he's just uh, enjoying a show. That's it. Yeah, no, he uh, he caused me a little bit of aggravation. You know, uh, yeah. my lawyer's phone was ringing up. The Providence Journal was looking for me to, to confirm he was there. The NFLPA <laughs> caused me a lot of aggravation. So long story short, the guy calls me, and he says he wants me to tell the press that he's there to pick up takeout. <laughs> I said, <laughs> no one's going to believe that. Yeah. How about if I just don't talk to anybody? Yeah. I, you might have smelled egg foo young, but we don't serve <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Takeout you're picking up is a totally different mm. smell. Like perfume and glitter right, doesn't work. Right. I so, just stopped to ask for directions. <laughs> that's all. So the guy gets... The guy gets traded or cut. I don't even get a T-shirt, man. Yeah, see, not a T-shirt, not a shirt, no tickets, nothing. Oh, that's not right. Yeah, you cover for this guy, and uh, he do- he doesn't even give you anything for it. You saved him a boatload of uh, trouble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and not to not to quote the late great uh, Rodney Dangerfield, but you know. Talk about no respect. No yeah, No respect at no all. Kidding. Now, uh, let me let me just ask you, going forward, are you going to be selling? Uh, I would sell like T-shirts and hats and stuff like that with that sign logo on it. Uh you know that's it's not a bad idea, and they probably will do something like that in the dispensary. Kind of like uh, I've been removed, other than being the sounding board. Yeah. So. You know, I actually have no ownership in any of this anymore. It's just uh, yeah. But, but, but does somebody own the name, the Magic Lantern? Like, is that like a copyrighted thing? Uh, I guess. I guess technically, you know, legally, you know, we own it. Yeah, the name and stuff like that. We could probably use it. Yeah. So you get T-shirts printed up with that sign on it, and on the back it says, "I got my wick lit at the Magic Lantern." <laughs> Oh my God! I'm telling. Oh, listen, we'll hook you up with Gigi from Gigi Inks, and he'll he'll we'll, we'll get gotta, something. We'll get a collaboration going here. I'm gonna have to go look out my windows. We'll be protesting in front of my yeah, house. yeah, probably. <laughs> well, Chris no, Brunell, listen, we the t-shirt thing's a great idea. You know, that's yeah, a great right? idea. Something to think about and. Uh, Listen, I really appreciate you guys. And hey, Nagel, make sure you settle up your tab. Oh yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I walked out that one night. Chris Brunell, uh, we appreciate the time, Chris. Uh, best of luck to you. All right. It's seven twenty-two with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. GGE. Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's classic rock at seven twenty-nine and T Rex.
with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, wintry mix starting tonight after 6 p.m. Uh, could see wind gusts up to 40 miles an hour, and then uh, it's going to continue all the way until tomorrow, which is just going to be great. Sleet and freezing rain. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be gross. Hey, uh, Pat Kelly this afternoon is going to give you another chance at winning tickets to see Santana. Uh, Santana's coming to the Mass Mutual Center on August 6th, and uh, Pat's going to want to send you to the show. For all the details, visit rock102.com slash concerts. And you listen to Pat Kelly this afternoon for your chance to win from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I think that was pretty cool that they're going to be putting that sign inside the new dispensary that they're building there. And also uh, keeping the brass pole. Yeah. That's you, nice. Yeah, keep a little bit of nostalgia. I'm telling you, those T-shirts, uh, I bet you'd, you'd probably make a few bucks off those. You probably would. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, because it's an historical building. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, like what was the uh, the uh, the friendlies on uh, Sumner Avenue? Yeah, you know the one like down near like Long Hill. They were going to do something with that building. Yeah, I would like to see something inside that building that reminds you of the fact that you're like in an old friendlies. Oh, like. Uh, <laughs> like you know, slow service like or a doctor's uh, waiting room. Yes. Something like that. Something, something to make you wait a long time. Yeah, or something. something where the, a minimum would have at least 50 minutes. Uh, I just, you know, thinking about that T-shirt idea, somebody should come up, because I, I don't have the business sense to do any of this stuff. Somebody should come up with a T-shirt business of all, like, closed landmarks uh, throughout western Massachusetts. Occasionally, have, you'll see some, right. like, online that do that. Right, but, but, like, have one central location where you have... Uh, you know, you get Steiger's T-shirts printed up, and you get uh, um, uh, 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 Luxburger shirts printed yeah. up. Like like Lido's would be kind of yeah, cool. right, right. Yeah. Like a nostalgic uh, type of those shirts. I mean, those are popular. People wear those nostalgic shirts all the time with the Coca-Cola on it or whatever. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen them like on like Instagram where you can buy like a Caldor's T-shirt. Exactly. That so would be that's, cool. That's what I'm saying. You you what you do is you have all these businesses that have closed uh, throughout the area. Uh, you know, and and sell the merchandise. I'd walk around town with a Johnson's Bookstore T-shirt. I ab- I would too. Yeah, why I, not? I would uh, put a Channel T-shirt on. <laughs> yes, that's or, what. I'm t- or a Smoky Joe's barbecue shirt. Right, <laughs> Smoky Bones. Smoky Bones. Yeah, yeah. there you Smoky, go. Smoky, but that was another place though, isn't it? Smoky Joe's is the uh, is the cigar bar. Oh, that's right. Downtown. Okay, that's still that's still in Smoky operation. Bones. Smoky was the Bones. Restaurant. I'm yes. telling you, this could be a a a, a fives of dollars idea. <laughs> it's seven thirty two. News is next. A Rock one hundred two. Here's your. Four. We're Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. As uh, you've heard all morning long, there is a winter storm that's going to be moving through uh, this evening into Saturday. However, most of the day Friday will be dry, and in the fact, uh, the morning will feature lots of sunshine today. But temperatures will start in the middle and upper 20s and mostly sun and skies. And then we're going to get, coming in around 6 p.m., snow, ice. It's going to be a big mess and uh. some wind. Berkshire and Franklin counties will see 6 to 10 inches. We could be uh, closer to 2 to 4 in the greater Springfield area. I would like uh, I would prefer 2. Actually, I prefer less than 2. I'd prefer 0, but that, I mean we yes. got to do what we got to do, uh, but uh, yeah, I I don't want um I don't want snow. I don't want I'm, I'm kind of over winter as mild as it's been. I'm I'm kind of over it. 
Oh, we only got 20, uh, 20 days left, 19 days left. Right? I know. But I can look forward to all them great seasonalities that I enjoy so much. Cowabunga, dudes. The city of Northampton is bringing a project to life that will celebrate a world-famous comic series with roots in western Massachusetts. After eating some pizza and skateboarding around downtown Northampton, you'll soon be able to check out a special art project that celebrates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, well, you know. They're going to paint the uh, manhole covers with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. Well, I mean, okay, so it was, uh, you know, the the concept was created in Northampton. It's a Western Mass phenomenon. The series was created 40 years ago by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. There's uh, already a mural downtown that displays the characters and plenty of memorabilia, including lunchboxes and action figures at Newberry Comics. Uh, now $20,000 of the city's America American Rescue Plan Act funds will be used to paint four manhole covers on Main Street as a tribute to the Turtles. Wait a minute. How much is this money? $20,000 to paint four manhole covers. That's $5,000 a manhole cover to put a painting on it. $5,000 yeah. to paint a manhole? I know. Can we not use this money for other improvements throughout the city? I mean, I know it's earmarked for, you know, uh, pizzazz and things yeah, like that. But, but there's uh, got to be other things than painting. Uh, $5,000 for a painted manhole. Listen, you know, I want my manhole to look as nice as anybody's anybody else's, but it ain't going to cost you 5000 bucks. On February 16th, Northampton Mayor Gina Louise Chiara allocated $4 million of the $22 million that the city received in ARPA funds with a portion to help invigorate downtown arts in the city. In a statement to Western Mass, Chiara said, The COVID-19 pandemic significantly impacted the Northampton arts community. Its Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles project is a huge win for Northampton. It continues our tradition of supporting local artists, taps into a multi-billion dollar industry to help attract visitors to the city, and promote economic development and fosters a sense of community locally by connecting our residents to a fun part of Northampton history. That's fine, but at $5,000 a cover, that just seems like an awful lot amount of money. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. You've been to Northampton lately, right? Yes. It ain't what it used to be. No. You know? I mean, it's kind of like lost a little bit of its its, uh, glittering sheen. Um, What do you think would go further? A $5,000 painted manhole of the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles or uh, the reasonable distribution of unused liquor licenses throughout uh, Northampton. That could be a solution. I would think that the liquor licenses would actually mean more to the city of Northampton than four manhole covers at five uh, grand apiece. I'm going to respectfully disagree with the mayor of Northampton saying that those kind of things would bring people to the city of Northampton. No, they're not. I don't think so. No. I really disagree with that statement. Nobody's coming to Northampton to look at your manhole. <clears throat> Maybe Am somebody I wrong? is, but I not don't everybody. Name for me one person that would make all the drive all the way to Northampton just to inspect a manhole. Uh, a guy on Grinder. I think we're talking about two different things. Uh, oh, you mean those things in the road. Well, what else could I possibly be suggesting? I don't know. Sometimes when I see a fire in the manhole, I think, man, that was an awful accident that happened <laughs> to that guy I met last night on Grinder. That's never happened to me before. Uh-huh. 
Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be doing this uh, project, $5,000 a cover. We wish them all the best. Jesus. You know, I might want to go just one time just to see what a $5,000 painting project uh, winds up being. Yeah. What, what, that, what that actually involves. And I'm sure I'll be disappointed in it. I'm getting an entire first floor of a house painted for way less than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, that's yeah. the difference. Like, I, maybe the paint's different because it's industrial paint, but still. Can't you go to Sherwin Williams and pick up a couple of gallons for a lot less than five grand? You're gonna you're gonna hang this in a gallery someday. Yeah, even the ga- even the art gallery that's in uh, in Northampton. Yeah, I I would think uh, five. They would say five thousand dollars for a painted manhole is too much. And by the way, uh, when it's winter time mm-hmm. and it rains and it snows and the plows are scraping all the the stuff. You know, off the yeah, streets. Guess what happens to the painted manhole? It's going to eventually fade. Yes. Yeah. Well, they probably use the same paint they use for road lines. You know, this that is stuff the last a long time. Stupidest thing I've ever heard. Federal prosecutors are charging a former manager of a Massachusetts Registry of Motor Vehicle Service Center and a driving school owner in connection with schemes that provided passing scores to permit and license applicants who failed their tests. Mia Cox Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. Yeah. 43 of Brockton, a former manager of the RMV Service Center in Brockton, was charged with two counts of extortion under the under color of official right and one count of conspiring to commit extortion. 61-year-old Estavo Semedo, also of Brockton, the owner of a driving school, was charged with one count of conspiracy to commit honest services mail fraud. According to the Office of U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins, Cox Johnson Johnson <laughs> accepted money in exchange for giving passing scores on learner permits tests for both passenger vehicle driver's licenses and commercial driver's licenses between December of 2018 and October of 2019. Some of these people that passed the test yeah. after they paid for it didn't even show up to take the test. Well, why would you if you just... You didn't even go through the motions of saying, of even, you know... Yeah, but you're putting a good foot forward to make it look like you were trying to apply for your your learner's permit. These customers were allegedly told to request a paper test instead of taking the test the RMV has on the computer. Cox Johnson, <laughs> Johnson. Johnson scored these uh, customers' paper test. On December 28th of 2018, Cox Johnson, <laughs> Johnson allegedly accepted $1,000 in cash for giving in exchange for giving a passing score to someone who had failed their learner's permit test Six times in their native language. Rollins said that Cox Johnson, <laughs> Johnson, Johnson also accepted $200 in cash to give passing scores to an applicant who took three multiple choice tests choice tests for a CDL license on October 21st, 2019. A CDL license. Yeah. Those are, you, they're licensing you to drive a giant death trap along <laughs> the highway, and this lady's like, yeah, for 1000 bucks, I can make it happen for you. Yeah, you don't need to know the actual rules. Uh, no plea hearings have been scheduled by the court in either case. Over a year ago, the Department of Transportation reported that the RMV had determined 2,100 drivers were given road test passing scores by two road test examiners at the Brockton Service Center without taking the road test. 2,100 drivers. <laughs> now I know why people are zigzagging throughout traffic and going 90 miles an hour. Yeah. This is the this is the uh, the only maybe the first reason I can think of where going to Brockton doesn't seem like such a bad idea. Two road test examiners and two service center employees were fired as a result of the internal investigation, but it doesn't say are the licenses going to be now revoked of the people that passed. That's a good question. 
and because you, you, you'd have to prove which ones were the ones bought that, and paid for and which ones were legitimate. Yeah. Oh uh, boy, she's in trouble. That dirty Cox Johnson. You're a dirty Cox Johnson. Oh, she's been washed out of the system. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny for the most part, and then a winter storm moves in tonight. Uh, could see uh, anywhere from zero to 300 inches of snow, depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley. And uh, tomorrow, uh, more snow and ice with a high of 36. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. It's bad. You're trapped in a mork. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 750 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, winter Storm Watch will be in effect tonight uh, from uh, 7 p.m. until 7 p.m. tomorrow. What to see is a mix of wintry weather, some heavy winds, and some ice and sleet, and a few inches of snow depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley. So, lucky you. Rock and- 102. Uh, Rock 102 bringing you live performances from Rock and Roll's Greatest Artists tomorrow night at 9. It's live in concert, brought to you by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. Uh, Headliner's going to be Rush, along with performances by Sammy Hagar, Bush, and Bad Company. Listen tomorrow night at 9 in the middle of that snowstorm for live in concert from Randall's in Ludlow from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. What do you say we get this dog and pony show on the road, Bax? Sure. Now hear this with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You really call it a dog and pony show? Which one's the dog and which one's the pony? I, I think like I'm that. more of the pony. Well, see, I thought I was going to be more. I guess I'd be the old dog yeah. or the old horse. You know why you're a dog? Why? Because you a bitch. Oh, I oh, see you suited. Yeah. Hey, uh, clip number one. Listen to uh, a granny in England fail the bad romance challenge and crack up the whole family, right? Okay. One family member kicks it off. Granny sings second. Oh, 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 in a bad Caught in your pants. Oh, like caught in a bad romance. You know what? What are you laughing at? A, at an eighty-something-year-old woman for who clearly yeah. can't hear what the lyrics are? These people are disgusting. Be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> Ain't that funny? Eh, Settle down. I don't like British people either. <laughs> There's something annoying about British yeah, I, people. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, clip number two. Here's a guy in Florida warning his friend in a, about an approaching armadillo. Have you ever seen one of these things up close? An armadillo? Up close. Yes. Yeah. I have. They're nasty. They are. And uh, this guy uh, freaking out when it runs in his direction. Jacob, don't touch it. They have nasty stuff. <laughs> Get away from me. Get away from me. That's it. That's it. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know why you wouldn't conclude the rest of the clip on there. You got to give me a little bit more time to know what's going on. Well, these are people who are telling us what uh, is popular among the Rock One Hundred Two listeners, oh, and Christ that Christ. one is. Okay. How about uh, how about how about this one? An Australian teen mom is getting heat after posting a video online of her ten-month-old baby vaping. 
10 months old and they're vaping? Yeah. Here are people in the community reacting to the footage and Paige Preston of the Lung Foundation talking about the dangers of the situation. Terrible. Everyone can't believe it. Why would you give a young baby a vape? Disgusting. I can't believe this. She needs to grow up. It is incredibly alarming to see that video of that poor child. This is a massive concern because it does normalize vaping and it makes light of something that is incredibly dangerous. You don't want to give a baby a vape. You want to give her a nice oil can of Fosters. <laughs> That's not a vape. This, this is, is a vape. vape. You know, I see people doing stupid stuff like this all the time. You know, whether it be this idiot with the vaping thing. Well, they just or, leave it out. Yeah. Or, or you get uh, the videos of the, the mom driving down the highway with the kid in her lap as she's driving and they're singing along to some song like it's some sort of cute thing. Yeah, it's no, not. No, it's not. You have just created yourself a new airbag. Yeah, Are that's, you happy that's, about that? It's reckless endangerment yeah. of a child. Uh, a cat, a pussy cat, was left alone for six days in a Las Vegas hotel only to be found by guests later in the week who were not the animal's owners. Here's Lindsay Sanders finding the cat and realizing that she blamed her husband for peeing in the shower. So it's uh, four in the morning in Vegas, and I heard some weird sounds in our hotel room. Oh, he's purring. Hello, cats in my hotel room. Some other weird things that happened, so we just put all this together. There was pee in the shower, and I was like, Arthur, why did you pee in the This sounds like a, a drunken high binge in yeah, Las Vegas and is, discovering there's a cat in the hotel room. This is someone who's been up way too late. And by the way, the cat is in good health and has been reunited with the owner. Well, that's good. Yeah. And uh, finally, a Canadian woman sparked a conversation with a homeless man. 20 minutes later, she offered him a job at her farm and he took it. Ooh. Here's Brian Bannister and Daniel McDuff talking about the act of kindness to help Brian get back on his feet. I gotta thank her every day. He belongs here. It is just overwhelming. I can't believe anybody would care that much for me. He has no idea what this has done for me. I've always tried to help when I can. It's it's not just about the money. Some people need to just talk. It takes a lot of people to come together, and that's what has happened for Brian. That's great that this woman did this nice act of kindness. Sure. But um, this is a person who uh, took one of those signs a little too literally. We'll work for food. (laughs) You think half those people out there that have those signs that say we'll work for food will actually work for food, or they're really just looking for the extra dollar in your your change console? I I don't know of anyone that's actually uh, done a good day's work after someone found them on the street and said, come on, get in. We're going to be doing some manual labor today. Yeah, you know what? With all these people complaining that uh, we don't have anybody to work these jobs, go up and round up the homeless. That cardboard uh, slap is is practically a resume. Intimate knowledge of the streets, (laughs) just standing around all day. We could use them. A lot of upper body strength. Carry those rickshaws throughout the city that Mayor Dom Dom had the idea for. (laughs) You're, uh, or I'm sorry, it is uh, 7.57, and is, that is now here this. We got Open Line Friday coming up uh, after 8 o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. 
Get instant savings with your Rockies Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I know that lately I'm kind of been going on and on about the Bruins and their numerical magnificence. I mean, they are pretty freaking awesome, and they're also racking up numbers like we've never seen before. Historical numbers that demand our attention. For example, last night the Bruins knocked off their ninth win in a row by beating the living snot out of the Buffalo Sabres in a lopsided 7-1 blowout. Do you have any idea what it takes to pound a team by a score of 7-1 in today's NHL? It takes a lot, and so far this season, the Bruins have done it twice, replicating the beating they landed on Anaheim on January 8th. The result of last night's win not only gives the Bruins nine straight wins, it improves their record to 48 wins, eight losses, and five ties. Suddenly, it puts the Bruins into becoming the fastest team in NHL history to reach 100 points ever. And they're hardly done because not only did the Bruins trade away two draft picks to Detroit for forward Tyler Bertuzzi, they also settled on an eight-year contract extension with David Pasternak worth a reported $90 million, the sixth fattest, thickest contract in NHL history. It's a deal that will pay him an average of $11.25 million per season until 2031. The very year that I shall retire from his godforsaken business, albeit far from $11.25 million a year. Listen, the Bruins have a chance to win their 10th game in a row tomorrow afternoon against the Rangers. They will put That'll put them just seven games behind the all-time record for the longest winning streak in league history. Now, not to jinx anything, but if there's ever a chance for the Bruins to add just one more historical achievement to this already amazing season, that would be the one I'd want to see. And at this point, I don't think that's asking too much because short of winning the Stanley Cup, I'll take every possible milestone we can get our greasy little mitts on. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810. And Stevie Nicks with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, winter storm watch will be in effect tonight from 7 p.m. all the way until 7 p.m. tomorrow. What we could see uh, anywhere from 5 to 10 inches possible, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley. Ice, all that stuff. Uh, that going to last all the way in through to tomorrow with a high of 36. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Line 293-1021. That's the number to call for Open Line Friday. Now, again, I cannot stress this enough. Keep your profanity to yourself or call some other radio station with it. They right. encourage that kind of thing. We do not. Yes. All right. You want to find out uh, useless information, go to those other radio Boy, you'll find a whole hell of a lot of it. All right, so the uh, the phones are uh, ready to go, ready what? to rip. Coming through. I see one. You do? I do. Where? It oh, takes you a second yeah. to get it. I get it first. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Carl. I got a joke for you. All right, we're All ready right. for it. Why did the transgender man only eat salad? All right, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna already. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess this is probably yeah. hate speech already, and yeah. I'm, I've already evaporated you. <sighs> Rock uh, Not even the first one. Rock 102. Oh, for God's sakes. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, it's Paul. Hey, Paul. What's up? I'd like to make a request. Okay, Paul. What can we do for you? Play something good and be funny. Whew, it's oh, going to be a while before for, we yeah, get to it. We're asking yeah, for a honestly, whole lot. That's an awful lot. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Buck sweat from where? Okay, okay. Uh, what can we do for you? 
Oh, All right. right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Jay from South Alley. Jay, you sound like an intelligent guy for a change. What's going? On? What's on your mind? Ah, uh, every so often, you know, man. How's it going, guys? Good. What, uh, what's so up? Got a question? I got a question about this whole firewood over state lines baloney. You guys know anything about that? Yeah, you can't buy uh, firewood that's not from uh, that, like from out of state. Well, you can't bring it into Connecticut. Okay. So, what about like my buddy? Um, Let's just call him Grundle. Uh, You know, he lives in Longmeadow. What if you want to go shopping at Big Y? In in, in like Enfield. You can't buy wood in Enfield? Well, it's uh, there's certain wood that you can buy. It's all, eh, they got it all figured out. What what they don't want is the common man chopping down a tree and bringing some disease into Connecticut right over the state line. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you uh, are aware of Connecticut, but I believe many of their trees are diseased. Yeah. I mean, I know his wife goes shopping for the wood, and, you know, she's okay with the wood in Longmeadow, but I hear, you know, she likes better in Enfield, you know. Sounds like, something got better wood. sounds like something stinks with your friend Grundle. Yeah. Why do we get the feeling we're not really talking about wood yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> thanks, guys. Well, thanks for making this more intelligent. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Carl from South Hadley. Hey, Carl. How you doing? What's Good. Up? What's on? What's on your mind today? I had a question about those those damn when I when I seen it first those uh, manhole covers in Northampton. Yeah, I thought they were going to cast new manhole covers, but five grand for somebody to paint something that's on the street? How long are they going to last? Like about a month. Yeah, if that they paint down by my house, they painted a uh, where the. Um, where a stream goes underneath the street, they painted it last fall, and it lasted like two days. It rained the next day, and then half of it's still there. But yeah, yeah it's gone. It, five five grand for this for something that's going to get ruined almost right away. Also, the fact that some idiot is going to come out of state who's a collector of all the teenage mutant ninja turtle crap is going to steal one of those manhole yeah. covers. And who's are they going to pay for the car that drives into it and gets all screwed up? Well, Listen, I mean that's all insurance. I'm sure that North, I'm sure they'll take it. Sure, the last thing that Northampton wants is anyone to pinch a manhole. <laughs> all right, you know what I'm saying. Nice all you right. too. Thank you very much. Yeah, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Linda. Hey, Linda. Hey, Linda. What's up? Hey, good morning. I have a quick joke for you guys. All right, all right, right Linda, make, go for make it, it funny. How are men and linoleum alike? How are men and linoleum alike? If you lay them right the first time, you can walk on them for 20 years. How we're talking. And then you got to get them scraped up and oh, redone. Yeah. And the <laughs> subflooring. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. I know. You got to put terrible. that stuff underneath it. All right, Linda. Thank you very Love much. Love the show. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Okay. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is Don. How you doing? What's Good up, Don? Hey, I just want to say uh, we just moved back up here from Arkansas, and uh, I got to tell you, I can't wait to move back out of here. <laughs> and this state has not changed one bit. Yeah. <laughs> what's 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 wrong? What's the problem? Uh, uh, look around. Open your eyes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank well, you very much. Good luck to you. Welcome back to the area. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Christian from Agawam. Hey, Christian. What's going on? 
Hey, um, I reached out to you guys a few weeks ago when I was dealing with a, a certain emergency, and I just felt the need to reach back so I could publicly and officially thank the Battery Boys for making it out to me. Oh, oh, if, uh, I'm I'm glad we could help. Of course, I just want to let the people know that you're always there. You know, just dial nine volt one one. They'll be they'll be at cheers to your, uh, <laughs> That's your right. whatever particular address. Well, thank and, you very uh, much for that unsolicited endorsement. Of course, I got I got a joke for you guys before I go. Yeah, okay, sure, yes. go ahead. Which condiment really has to use the bathroom? Which condiment really has to use the bathroom? Mustard. Ah, I see mustard. mustard. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, very good. All right, Thank thanks. you very much. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. It's Matt from Hoyoke. I have uh, a request. Yes, Matt. And one joke. Okay. okay. In that At order? Some point this morning, yes. Please play um, Carry On My Wayward Son because we haven't heard that in about a day. Yeah, okay. okay. Number one. Number two, what's the first thing a woman does when she gets out of the battered woman shelter? Eh, I feel like this yeah. is going to go south real yeah. fast. Let's uh, let's stay away from yeah. that one. Okay. Well, All thank right. you very much for the call. Appreciate it, nevertheless. Uh, Rock one. Uh, Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Katie from Manchester. Hey, Katie. What's up? I was trying to get on the radio with Rock one hundred two. You are on live back. right now. Oh my God! Really? Yes. Um, I just this is reference to the first caller. Uh huh. I'm in Connecticut, and we'll take all the wood from now. <laughs> all right. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. You got a lack of wood down there in Connecticut, huh? Definitely got a lack of wood in Connecticut. Yeah. Right. How's the manhole situation over there? Uh, the manhole situation is definitely lacking too. All right, Katie. Well, when you want a big load of wood, you come right up here to Massachusetts. I will. Thank you. Have You're a welcome. great day. All right. Thank you. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi. How you doing? This is Mark from Agawam. Hey, Mark. What's up? what's up? Oh, not too much. Not too much. I just wanted to uh, mention to you guys, you were talking before about uh, like vintage shirts and stuff. I uh, there's, There is a website where you can get them. And uh, there are businesses that have closed in Springfield. I used to work at Leechmere, and I have a Leechmere shirt that I oh. got. Oh, that's cool. What's Do you know what the website is? And, uh, no, I'm family. If you Google it, I also have um, I got a Strawberries Records and Tapes, which is awesome too. Yeah. And um, and um, a WSBK TV 38 uh, a sweatshirt, and um, one of the one of those, and a WLVI 56 out of Boston. Oh, okay. Uh, you guys are probably too young. You guys are probably too young to remember those channels. No, I I but, actually uh, I'm old enough to remember uh, Channel 56. Uh, and, okay. I, and and uh, Channel Thirty Eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. But, right. Yeah, there is a website. I just can't think of it, but yeah, it's it's got a lot of vintage stuff from businesses that have closed. Well, thanks for Pretty providing cool. at least seventy five percent of the help. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank right, you. Thanks. Have a good day, guys. You, you too. too. Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Mark from Springfield. Hey, Mark. What's up? Hey, not too much. Just wanted to, to let you know that I almost drove off the road the other morning when you brought up the J.C. Penny catalog. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, for Curious Teenage Eyes. That, yes. That was funny. I well, thought I was the only freak. Yeah, no, no. There was lots of freaks like <laughs> us, man. That was, yeah. uh, listen, when you don't have, like, 
uh, you know, we didn't have the Victoria's Secret catalog delivered to my house. We didn't have, uh, you know, any kind of the Fredericks of Hollywood or yeah, anything right. like that. We were stuck. We were poor, and we were stuck with the free J.C. Penny wish book. <laughs> Like that. If you didn't have that, you had Sears. Yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Appreciate Happy it. Friday, boys. You yeah. too. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm hearing myself yeah. again because somebody didn't turn their radio yeah, tur- down. You might want to turn your radio down so we can understand this conversation. <clears throat> better? Yeah, much, much better. better. What's up? Uh, penis. All right. Very well, good. thanks so much for uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Rob from Agawam. Hey, Rob. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I just want to let you know that the uh, the battered woman, she went to go find some wood in Connecticut, went and looked in the manhole cover, and found this trans- transgender guy. <laughs> <laughs> and and the worst part is they never found out the punchline to all of yeah, those jokes. Which is all very well and good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. you. Too. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Morning, guys. This is uh, David from East Longmeadow. Hey, what's up, David, David. What's up? Hey, I feel like you guys are having a problem. So let me just say this: E equals MC squared. Okay. All right. That's what the the theory of relativity, right? Correct. So the time continuum, the whole nine yards. What What is the <laughs> problem? Trying to uh, smarten up, smarten the day up for you. Oh, oh you can't okay. do that. <laughs> Have you listened to this show before? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do. Even science can't figure that out. Yeah, no kidding. All right, thanks for the the call. Let's take uh, one or two more here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, guys. It's Dad Joe Chet from Palmer. Ah, Dad Joe Chet from Palmer. (laughs) All right, my favorite. What's up, man? Nah, not much. (laughs) How are you guys doing? Good. What's up? All right, we got some for you. Okay. Uh, I got a lot of employment jokes this week. Okay. Sadly, none of them work. Ah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I found out that my uh, toaster wasn't waterproof. Oh, really? really? I was shocked. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> put it in the bathtub with you. Oh, man. Go yeah, ahead. So I, uh, I threw a ball for my dog last night. Yeah. I mean, it cost a lot, but you should really see her in the sequin gown. What, you should be, <laughs> see her in the what? Sequin gown. She's beautiful. <laughs> okay. I threw a ball at my dog. Oh, uh, are you talking... I don't know. my dog, not that my dog. <laughs> I, I didn't understand that one. I'm sorry. It's over his head. Let me try it again. I threw a ball for my dog last night. Yeah. Yeah, it cost me a lot, but you should really see her in the sequin gown. It wasn't a ball. It was like a ball. Oh, you oh, see? Like a, like, oh, right. Oh, like the bright oh, night's ball oh, for the dog. I see. There I you get go. it now. See, sometimes I'm not that bright. Can you send us out on one good one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. I have one good one. I'm terrified of elevators. Wait, what? So I've taken steps. <laughs> Jesus. I'm <laughs> terrified of elevators. Yeah. So I've taken steps to avoid them. Ah, there you go. Much Dad Joe Chet from Palmer. There See? you go. Very hey guys, thank you very much. All right, thank, thank you. you. Have a good All day. All right, I think, that's, yeah, yeah. I think that's good enough. Isn't it nice to see when some people retire from doing that, then other people just pick up their jobs <laughs> like it was no big deal? Just a matter of time yeah. before someone grabbed the ball. Uh-huh. It's uh, 824 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks. It's 826 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, It's going to be nice today for the most part. And then a winter storm uh, warning.
uh, will be in effect tonight at 7 p.m. You to see some ice and sleet and freezing rain and all that other good stuff. Mm, if you're in the higher elevations, you're going to get five to seven inches of snow. So, lucky us all. Uh, a little bit later on this hour, we're going to give away uh, tickets to Back in Black. They're coming to uh, the Gateway City Arts. You can go uh, buy tickets at gatewaycityarts.com. On uh, March 11th, presented by Throttle Rocker Nation, we'll uh, give those tickets away just before, uh, I don't know, 9 o'clock or so. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had a couple of people chime in here uh, after we do, or while we're doing those open line things and they send messages. Yeah. Like, I want to hear the punchline to that joke, and I want to hear the punchline to that joke, you know, the ones that we cut off. Here's the thing. Um, as a as a comedian, if you will, yeah. uh, that has been... I've studied a lot of jokes. I know a lot of jokes. A lot of jokes are just repeated things that are, and maybe even have new content to them. But I know a lot of the punchlines, and that's the thing. Like, I know what you're going to say, and I know that it's completely inappropriate for this program. Yeah. I don't know what that is about the perception of things, of people who feel... you. Is it is it the way our comedy style is that people feel, hey, you know what? They'll probably like this joke. Yeah. Which not to say that I might not like the that I won't like the joke. It's not about me. It's about it's about uh it's Regu- about where you tell it. You got you got to know the room. It's about licensing and regulations oh, and a yeah. whole lot of headaches that we don't want to have to deal with. <sighs> it's uh, that is uh, so true. We don't need to be canceled because of you people. We'll yeah. do we'll do a fine yeah. job all by we, ourselves. We can do that all on our own. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass 449 a pound. Arnold's Fresh Pork Spare Ribs, three oh nine a pound. Eight thirty one. We're back to Nagel and Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. I gotta tell you uh, that uh, on that Arnold's commercial, yeah, that's our that's our new guy, uh, John Luskin, yeah. at the end there, and, mm-hmm. and he says it like like keeping in theme with the sexiness of that uh, that commercial. Yeah, pork prime. Oh. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, like a, like a, you know when they're talking about corned beef already because oh, you know, it's, yeah. it's March and everything. Well, that's that was the thing that got me going when he said corned beef and the way he said it with that svelte like uh, s- silky smooth yeah. voice. Yeah, you, but you can also you can see him doing it. To, and you know, if you've ever you don't know John, let me just try to uh, explain it. He's probably saying corned beef and pork loin while his eyes are rolling in the back of his yeah. head. It's like yeah, it's like he's. He's not just reading it off a script. He's feeling it emotionally. That says something. Yeah, That's real when talent. When you're putting yourself into it like that, you've done a good job. I, I know if, if I, yeah, and I haven't been asked to do a good meat commercial in a long time, but 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 if I had to do another one, uh-huh. that's probably the approach I would take to try to make cuts of meat uh, sexually appealing. Yes. You know, like a... Butt steak on Ooh, sale butt steak. all week. Love me some butt steak. Rump roast. Ooh, I love me the rump roast. Three ninety nine a pound. Who's selling tube steak? Anybody doing that uh, lately? Or <laughs> <laughs> we play tube steak boogie sometimes. I know. Uh, yeah, we do from the uh, you know uh, thing. Hey, uh, the Springfield Fire Department plans to update equipment for its bomb squad with grant money it received from MEMA. The fire department has been awarded $92,736 in emergency management performance grant, an annual award that assists municipalities with preparing for all hazards. 
The grant has been accepted by the fire department and is currently a budget item for the city council's Monday night meeting. Following its approval, the funds will be deposited with the city treasurer in their own account. According to documents in the council meeting agenda packet, it will require $72,735 match from the city for in-kind services or costs if passed. We're going to get some brand new stuff there. $80,000 on explosive ordnance disposal bomb suits and $12,580 on a new portable x-ray generator for the bomb squad. Are you listening, Northampton? This is what you're supposed to be doing yeah. with money you didn't expect. Yeah, I don't see uh, I don't see anybody. I don't see Mayor Dom Dom coming out. You know what? Bomb safety is important, but manhole covers are much more important. <laughs> we're getting sh- we're getting basketball shoes painted on every manhole cover in the city at the cost of five thousand dollars a pop. Listen, there's a good chance we never have to call in the bomb squad, but we're all driving over the manhole. That's right. Uh, BJ Calvi said the grant is a great funding source for cities and towns to be able to access for different projects that benefit the community in terms of emergency response and preparedness for large-scale events and emergencies. He added that the fire department staff members have done an outstanding job. And because of uh, emergency management performance grant is an annual grant received by the fire, fire department, Calvi said uh, staff members typically address their strengths and weaknesses before applying. He said uh, the department is seeking another grant to purchase a firefighter's jaws of life, a tool to remove victims trapped in wrecked cars. These are things that they need yes. in order to do a job. But I c- Nobody needs a manhole cover with Leonardo the Ninja Turtle on it. Holding a pizza on a manhole. Calabunga, dude. You know, that guy was right. You know, one good rainstorm, and that thing is ruined. And then you got to go have uh, the artist come back, uh, you know, on his own time. Probably going to charge you time and a half to fix the painting that nature ruined. Yes. Think about that. Think about think about that, Northampton. They don't think about that. They're not so. thinking of anything. When uh, Walmart officials appeared in front of the planning board uh, in Chicopee to talk about the proposed addition, they faced multiple city officials who were talking trash, trash stuck in trees, trash filling residents' backyards, trash strewn across the store parking lot. Their backyards are worse than a dump, said City Council President Frank Laflamme, who is speaking on behalf of multiple residents of Sheridan Street. We're not against the addition, but I wouldn't want to live like this. He showed pictures of one backyard strewn with plastic bags and said the woman picks up at least three times a week. Another picture showed a pile of trash collected against a fence and said that another resident picks up every other day. LaFemme said the city has been battling the trash problem for all 10 years that he has been on the city council and threatened to finally pull Walmart's license to operate if it can't improve the situation. (laughs) Yeah. You can't fight Walmart. Yeah, it's like fighting City Hall. You ain't going to do that. Now, is this uh, is this trash coming from Walmart themselves, what? or is it coming from uh, their customers? He agreed that not all the trash is from the store, but 90% of it is. It's unacceptable that residents have had to live this long with this, Councilor Derek Dobos, who uh, represents Ward 6. I'm not against the Walmart expansion, but I'm concerned about the trash. Walmart is proposing to build a 6,300-square-foot addition to its about 223,000 223,000 square foot building on Memorial Drive. The addition is designed to better streamline its pickup service and plans also call for a reconfiguration of the parking lot to make it easier for people to park and pick up ordered groceries. They already did this out in Westfield. 
they had like in the beginning when they had the Parastat of the online thing, there was only like four spots out there. Right. Now there's like twenty something spots. Really? On that Walmart pickup side. They just expanded the end of the parking lot. Oh. This, they have to redesign things because there's other things in the way. Oh, boy. And uh, then you got all that trash. How about having a big Walmart dumpster somewhere on the parking lot? I don't think that really uh, helps people. Dumpsters? People throw, people are, dude, people are disgusting. Human oh, beings. I know that. Every human being, there, there's something disgusting about you that... You would throw a piece of trash down, and you're like, eh, it's no big deal. It's just a napkin. Well, and what? then all of a sudden, 20 other thousand people think that. And meanwhile, you got this poor lady on Sheridan Street, chicken me, picking up trash out of her backyard. Damn it, that's not to be accepted. Now, not everybody is disgusting. I mean, you know, some people, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't think that I'm all that disgusting. Yeah. Plans also called for several speed tables to be added to slow traffic in a spot considered a cut through to local neighborhoods. They're talking about that back end where it's not it's not uh, Fuller Road but it's the road that goes to Fuller Road it's it's I think that's Sheridan isn't that Sheridan Street uh it, um yeah. yeah it might be it's like behind the Walmart area yeah uh that's a, there is no increased sales area said Greg DeBona <laughs> Greg <laughs> Greg and an engineer from Bowler Company, who was represented in, uh, representing Walmart, DeBona met with the planning board on Thursday night for a site, pl- site plan review of the application. The board denied a request to waive a preliminary review, but it voted six to nothing to approve the initial plans. The company will have to compete complete the plans and return for a final vote next month. Eh, they got a point, though. Yeah. I really thought the people of Walmart would be... Uh able to pick up after themselves no it's it's really not and then you know on top of that you probably got overflow in dumpsters because you probably have trash removal from the store mm-hmm. you throw that in the dumpster that thing gets overloaded then they have uh they throw a bunch of product away every once in a while so you got dumpsters full of that stuff yeah seagulls come by take the trash out then uh, dump it on somebody's lawn boy it needs to be uh it needs to be they need to take control of it is is what what it comes down to. But do you think anybody's going to take control of it? No, it ain't going to be me. Well, it should I'm not be. picking up anything. Oh, you should. You really don't do your part around here. I pick up after myself. You do? No. But oh. most of the stuff I have here, it's either in a closet or it's uh, been thrown away. Really? Oh, yeah. No, I cleaned up our office about a few months ago. Uh Oh, did you? <laughs> well. It was just sitting there. People on uh, social media are talking about professions that are marriage deal breakers, and a lot of people are mentioning lawyers, especially divorce lawyers, which kind of makes some sense. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to marry a divorce lawyer. Not after what I've seen. Uh, other highlights include people with mid-level marketing businesses, but one person said MLM isn't a profession, it's a business cosplay. It's uh, high on the list because a lot of people just end up losing a lot of money and time. Uh, celebrities be a deal breaker for you? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Stand-up comedians? Well, they're never home. Yeah. Uh, politicians? They can't be trusted. Well, you know, I was thinking about that um, like last week. I remember Richie Neal telling us, like, they rent. They're all part of it. Like, 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 they live together. Yeah, so it, you're there most of the time, and then you come back here. It's like your, a, it's like uh, who was he living with? Was it Marty Meehan 
for a while? Somebody, I don't know. It was like a frat house. I, I it was like a congressional frat house. I only heard the part where he rented a condo. I stopped listening yeah, after I mean, mumbling in the hot air. Probably a keg yeah. in the fridge and you know, nothing but uh, like macaroni and cheese and ramen noodles to eat. Restaurant owners, because they're so busy on all those nights and weekends. Yeah, that's a tough job. Psychics? I would find it maybe a little bit disconcerting to be married to a psychic. Yes. Uh, did you take the trash out? Yeah, I already did. No, you didn't. I already have seen <laughs> the trash bin not full. I predict that you will not uh, flush the toilet. Social media influencers. Why yeah. would you not want to be married to one of them? Because all they worry about is their likes and, and their friends and, and followers. And Active duty soldiers. One person noted the sleepless nights spent worrying, but there's also the emotional baggage of experiences, good and bad, that the other person wasn't able to be there for. You know how many times I've heard of like, you know, people that I know that were in the military got married when they were like 19 or 20. Yeah. And then it wound up getting a divorce like a year later because, you know, the wife winds up cheating on the husband who's overseas for six months or oh, yeah. whatever. It's not a, it's not really a, a, I don't think that's for everybody. It's not. Uh, teachers or anyone whose job en encroaches a lot into their personal time. Some say it can be positive when both people are teachers because they can have the same time off. Like if both people are together. All right. So I'm married uh, to a teacher and yeah. uh, I don't think it's a bad thing at all, to no. be honest. No. but I've learned so much. But you also I might even be able to pass the MCAT. But you also don't have a job that requires you to be away from somebody for that long. You no, not I mean? really. No, I'm usually always home. Uh, anyone doing intense shift work? I don't know what that means. Well, I, I guess mean, if you're like a you know laying uh, long, yeah, sixteen hour molding, shifts. Yeah. yeah, law enforcement officers. I can see that too because you're out all the time. Well, yeah. Uh, and anyone doing any kind of sex work, even if it's just OnlyFans. Uh, yeah, I I suppose, but you know, you got to think of it. It's it's just a business. Well, just that's a money the making opportunity. It's, it's business. That's all it is. If it comes down to, you know, it's really just a matter of you getting over it. I mean, really, let's let's just say like you were with somebody who had an OnlyFans page, mm -hmm. and the only thing they're doing on that is like showing pictures of their feet. And then here's a little. I mean, are you gonna get you gonna get all uh, bent out of shape because they're showing pictures of their feet to no. random uh, weirdos? I don't mm. think so. And then uh, here, here's a joke one: a professional tennis player. You know why? Why? Because love means nothing to them. <laughs> <laughs> I get it because that's the scoring thing in the tennis. Yeah. <sighs> Definitely is Friday, isn't it? <sighs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny uh, with a high of 42, and then a winter storm uh, moving in tonight uh, could drop some sleet and freezing rain in the lower Pioneer Valley and five to seven inches in the upper Pioneer Valley. It is uh, 28 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Finding great people. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 851. And Ozzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Yeah, wintry mess tonight. Uh, sleet, freezing rain in the lower Pioneer Valley and snow uh, five to seven inches in the higher elevations uh, and a high of 36. There you go. 27 you go. in downtown Springfield. Um, that, uh, I don't know how much you've been following about that uh, Murdaugh 
murder trial? Oh yeah. Have you uh, have you have you dove, dove into that at all? I've uh, I, I I I know I've I've seen the datelines. I, uh, I I didn't follow every moment of the trial. I know yesterday he was found uh, found guilty. Yeah, he was found guilty of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul in uh, June of 2021. Netflix released recently released the three part docu series The Murdoch Murders, a Southern Scandal. Well, now that the verdict is in. O.J. Simpson said he believed Alex Murdoch more than likely killed his wife and son. Once the guy's a liar, you can't believe anything he says. <laughs> yeah. I also saw a quote where he said, I don't know why people think I'm an expert in this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe because you may have killed <laughs> yeah. your wife and uh, her and got, friend. And gotten away with it. In cold blood. Uh, O.J. Uh, took to Twitter on Thursday to weigh in on the trial a few hours before the a few hours before the jury unanimously found the South Carolina, Carolina lawyer guilty of murder. Simpson, who himself was cleared of murder in the trial of his wife and Ron Goldman in the trial of the century in 1995, initially said he wouldn't be surprised if Murdoch beats this case. Murdaugh was found guilty of uh, gunning down his wife Maggie and son Paul at the family's hunting compound in South Carolina on June 7th of 2021. While no direct evidence connects Murdaugh to the crimes, prosecutors pointed out in their closing arguments on Thursday that he admitted lying to investigators about his whereabouts that night and had a motive to kill the pair to cover up his prescription painkiller addiction and uh, financial uh, crimes that he was committing. While Simpson said in the video... I'm not qualified to say whether the guy did it or didn't do it. <laughs> I don't from know. From what I've seen. I don't know anything about murdering people. Now, from what I've seen, do I think it's more likely that he did it? <laughs> yes, but more likely equals reasonable doubt. Yes, right. They are going to basically take this case and stab it, stab it so hard, <laughs> and then turn around and stab another argument. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny that we keep going to him uh, for, for for answers, but I, I also I, think he also posts stuff I, on his own. I don't think anybody's actually going to OJ to get his opinion. He's just putting his opinion out on Twitter. Like, there's no, like, nobody's saying, hey, OJ, what do you think of this? This is just him going, oh, oh. well, maybe somebody's <laughs> asked him on Twitter. <laughs> well, I don't know why people are asking me about murder and wives. I know nothing about that. Because that was somebody else. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm still looking for the murderers. Uh, while Simpson says he doesn't understand why people think he's an expert on the trial, he did admit to watching it, fascinated to see how a habitual liar survived multiple days on the witness yeah. stand. Hey, well, you ever, ever looked in a mirror, OJ? Yeah. Hey, Juice. Well, nobody ever put me on the witness stand. That would have been a big mistake. <laughs> yes, that yeah. would have yeah. been very, very bad for uh, you. OJ Simpson. Chiming in on murder charges. Uh, hey, listen, uh, Back in Black is coming to the area again. Well, they're in the area all the time. But great show at Gateway City Arts at uh, in uh, in Holyoke presented by Throttle Rocker Nation. You've never seen Back in Black. They're fantastic. And you can buy tickets at gatewaycityarts.com. Or we have a pair of tickets to give away right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021. You'll get to see Back in Black in Holyoke. Good luck on Rock 102.